Let's get into some uh, Rockets team news. What you got for me? Here's some good news. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I'm not, I don't think there's going to be any good news this week. No, look, um, Daniel House is injured. He has a right foot strain. The timetable is still uncertain, but... Um, oh, no. Um, I mean, like, even with without a right foot strain, he's he's still contributing the same amount. <laughs> he's not good at all. Okay, okay, we got to chill. We got to um, chill. Yeah, he's injured. Uh, no no certain timetable, which is probably for the best for now, but... Um, Wait. Ho- hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he comes back. Pause. He Hopefully he comes back, but not too soon. But um yeah, well here's some really good news. Um, the city jerseys across the league dropped today. Um, Houston's is really really nice. No bias, I think they have the best one. They have the pin. They um, in case you don't, um, in case for the people that don't haven't haven't seen, it's basically the pinstripe ones. You know, from I don't know what year, probably uh, two thousand, like early two thousand, early two thousands. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The it was it's the dark blue ones with the white stripes. Really nice. And in the late '90s too, they are really nice. They kind of like remodeled it a little bit. Like mm-hmm. they have the logo like on the kind of like the belt area, and then like they have like bold Houston letters, mm-hmm. um, and the stripes look really nice. I like it. Are you copying it? Um, I I think I'm gonna. I already spend the have money. the pinstripe ones of Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I have the the red and gold ones, and also the pinstripe ones. I want the KBJ one honestly, because I like I said I wanted to get a KBJ's jersey, so I think this might be. This might be the one I buy. But the hardwood floor design, did you see that? No, I'm actually looking over that. Oh, my God. It's so nice. So, basically, uh, you know, you got the logo in the middle. And then you know how, like, the the logo that they got inspired from, it has, like, the the rocket's boost. The rocket boost Mm kind of, like, trailing out. Basically, it's it's trailing out onto the floor, and it goes all the way to the baseline. It looks so nice. Uh, I cannot wait to see it in person uh it looks really good they did a great job i mean for the last i'd say decade like all the special edi- uh, edition jerseys have been pretty bad the city jerseys have been they've been so lot. bad they've been you yeah. know the blue ones last year the light blue ones those are actually kind of nice I no like i think them. they're atrocious i think I mean, they're no, atrocious. here's the thing with them everyone's trying to cop light blue. yeah all throughout the league is light blue but this like, actually it's not it, even that nice it fit the city because houston oilers and all that you know it just wasn't executed that well. They took the the logos they've been using and just slapped it on light blue. I don't know. It wasn't executed that well. I remember seeing it for the first time and I just thought it was terrible. Uh, and also some of the ones where like they had the racing checkers and I don't know. It's been it's been weird for the last decade. So I, I like this one. It's a good start. Um, but let's get into the season. Well, not the season, but the week. Where did uh, you see the court design, man? I'm looking all over the internet. I doesn't find you, it. you find it on your own. We gotta right, we gotta fine. talk about the games. Uh, so it's gonna be a tough few seasons. Uh, it's, gonna, it's looking bad. That's looking bad. Without a doubt. Yeah. I know it's like my job now to watch the Rockets games so it's, I can talk about them on Monday, but it's it's getting a lot. It's getting really it, it's hard getting to hard watch. to watch. Yeah, it's I getting know. extremely yeah. hard to watch. Uh, they went zero and three this week. Mm-hmm. They're now thirteenth in the conference, no longer in the playoff hunt. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. were in the playoff hunt for like the it's, first two, but, two no, look, three you're games. No, getting this all wrong. It's still early in the season. We still have that. We still got a significant amount of the season left. We can take it to Vegas now. We can still go. Mm, for sure so uh rockets began the week against their division rival mavericks and besides the early fouls the rockets actually got off to a solid start defensively i was actually hopeful for that one. yeah that no was- i was like okay okay it's working mm-hmm. um they got off to a solid start defensively in that first quarter and then continued to hold off the Cavs for the rest of the half oh, and then the and then mm-hmm. the second half started in which the rockets went five minutes without scoring that's not good Five 
whole minutes. That's like 20% of the game, which ultimately decided the game. Mavs held on to that third quarter lead for the rest of the game, and final finish was 106 to 116. 10 point loss, respectable, all things considered. I honestly think they, 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 they blew it. Well, yeah, without a doubt, but um, I was really hopeful. I don't know what happened. Something switched to switched in them near the near the end of the second quarter, and it just didn't switch back on. I don't know what's going on. Hey, listen, Silas. We, we're going to talk about Silas. We'll talk about this more, yeah. but um, going over some player stats, uh, Christian Wood, 36 minutes, 6 for 16, 2 for 6 from 3, hey. all together to combine for 16 points, but here's the best part, 17 rebounds. Okay. 17 rebounds. Okay. I think he got the rebounds point on luck for that stats locked without mm. a doubt. It's not bad. I, 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 ideally, I'd like him to score at least 20, 20 a night. He needs but to if he wants to be an all star. Without, yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty that's a solid point. Um, I'm going on to KPJ, four for ten, two for six from three again, uh, all together to combine for thirteen points. But here's a plus, eight eight assists. How many turnovers? So, oh. That's not good. How many? <laughs> Six. Golly. Here's the thing what I've been noticing with KPJ. Like he has he has like these moves in his bag, but like the ball just slips out of his hands. He stops his dribble a lot. Like he just like he'll be sitting there and he'll just you know, he's doing his thing and then you just mm-hmm. pick up the ball. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? But yeah. and then here's some more stats. Four for sixteen. Uh Jalen Green, two for nine from three, uh ten points. Brutal. Not really so much playmaking, really. Just one assist. I mean, I I feel like Jalen Green's role is like to be a future leader on this team, but he's I don't know what's going on. It's not. He's maturing in the screen game. Mm-hmm. Is what I've noticed. Like it looks better. Mm-hmm. It looks better. Mm-hmm. But overall, like a bad shooting night, bad night scoring, turnovers, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, some key advanced stats from the game: Rockets committed eight of their seventeen turnovers in that abysmal third quarter. And then also another interesting thing, the Mavericks attempted 10 three-pointers versus Christian Wood and only made one of them. So I feel solid like, night on the perimeter mm, for Christian Wood. Christian Wood's feasting out there, especially when he's playing against like these, um, you know, these uh, power, uh, power forward centers that yeah. aren't really... On know, the perimeter? That yeah. Yet. yeah. He's really feasting out especially, there. Uh, we'll get into the Lakers game. But, but um, real quick, yeah. uh, before we go on, this is this was like a key... This is a milestone game for my boy, Alperin Shengun. Oh, yeah? Um, all in all, it was an okay night. One for four, uh, five points all in all. But here's the thing. He hit his first three that game. What was... We want to give him a cookie? Like, it's a milestone, dude. I guess. Man. But um, first three... I guess you got to take your wins while He's developing can. his bag. Yeah, no, definitely. But um, best player on the he's, Rockets. He's, oh, maybe that's a hot take. I don't know. But uh, he's. Um, I've been seeing like this a lot. Um, I didn't see it so much in this game, but we'll we'll talk about this when we we'll talk about Rockets versus Lakers. But that guy, the boy's really undersized. Who? Upper and Shengun. Oh yeah, I mean that that was the main level of concern. Honestly, if he was like a couple inches taller, I think he would have been a top five pick. He needs more meat on his bones too. Yeah, a, a lot of Rockets too. For crying out <laughs> loud, I mean I can name like five of them. Jalen Green especially. Um, Luka Doncic was like, just kept bumping him. Jalen Green kept moving back. And then, bang, turn around. Like, they're Luka the, they're the ultimate definition of like a teenager team. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. They look like teens out there. Jalen okay. Green, uh, Shangun, uh, even Kevin Warder Jr. I think needs to get some weight up. Like, he needs to get his weight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, Moving on to the uh, Jazz versus Rockets. This was straight abysmal. It was. 122 to 91. And I think at some points they were almost leading by 42. 
No, they, the biggest lead was 36. Oh. See, well, I just, almost, I just fact-checked 40. you. I just fact-checked yeah, I said, I said, the spot. I said, I said almost 40. Okay, good enough. You round up from good 36 enough, to enough. get 40. Good, good enough. This is simple math. You're an engineer. You should know this. Okay, whatever. They came into town, the Jazz, on Thursday night, and yeah, it was pretty bad. The youngins were getting punished by the Jazz. Uh, Premier perimeter spacing is what I call it. Uh Surprisingly, it was the shooting and not the turnovers for Houston that was their issue throughout the entirety of the game. Interestingly enough, seven Jazz players finished with double-digit points, and Utah went on to win in a blowout with KBJ sitting out with a minor ankle sprain. Bro, I can't even name seven Jazz players. Can you? I got okay. Listen, I got Mitchell, Clarkson, mm-hmm. Gobert. Mm-hmm. I, I draw a blank. I don't know. What, what do you think? Again, <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> I of any of every team in the NBA, the Jazz are the ones I hate the most. No, I, I don't like them at all. Obviously, I respect Donovan Donovan Mitchell's game, but here's who they got on that team: Rudy Gobert. I think he's a fraud. He's a fraud. He's not. He should never won Defensive Player of the Year. He every time when uh, he got exposed by Clint Capella, every time he came to play in Houston, he's not that good. I don't know what's going on. He's I. He's not. He's not I. He's not good at all. I don't like him. I, I disrespect him. Okay, this I is spit, a I, lot of negativity. I, I, I hate him. This he's is a, not. He's not anything. This is a lot of negativity on the air. How, I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know how he kept getting exposed by Clint Capella when Clint Capella is obviously younger than him, smaller than him too. Dude, Clint Capella. That, that's two years ago, man. We're talking about right now. I don't. It's it's November first, twenty twenty one. I'm still living in the past. All right. <laughs> <laughs> get over it get over um, it but give me give me the damn box score okay, already all right. Golly. oh here's here's a surprising fact do you know what team hassan whiteside's on uh the jazz yeah i didn't even yeah, know yeah, yeah. that's um, surprising i mean he's been floating around mm-hmm. the league he's, but, he's, um, he's getting he's getting tossed around mm-hmm. since his last days <laughs> um here's some more stats uh six for 13 um 27 minutes uh for two who? F- uh christian wood two oh, for okay. four from three actually uh seven rebounds um not too good. Um, but uh, altogether combined for 16 points. Okay. Danny Tice, 0 for 4 for from the three-point line. 2 for 7 overall um, to combine for 7 points. And just 3 rebounds. Um, here's 3? A, 3 rebounds all combined. Uh, just, for, just for Danny Tice. Ugh. I don't know what's going on. We might him. as well bench him. Bench him. We'll get into Please. this later. This that's another section. But here's something for you. Uh, we can't really talk about KPJ because he had that um, minor ankle sprain, right? So that's all right. Uh, Jalen Green, three for 16, zero from eight, seven from nine, seven from nine uh, from the free throws. Sorry. Three rebounds, three assists, um, 13 points. I don't know, dude. Key advanced stats from the game. 62% true shooting for the Utah Jazz. Uh, Augustine finished. You ready for this? His mm-hmm. defensive rating, 140. Net rating was negative 62. That's not a typo. And that's in, no, no, no. That's not in like two minutes of action. That's in 25 minutes of action. You can verify that. It's terrible. Jazz had 23 wide open three-point shots. 23. How many do they make? Probably all of them. <laughs> Probably all of them. <laughs> closest defense. When we say wide open, we're saying the closest defender was six feet away or more. So, mm. not very good. Uh, that was a brutal game. Here's a positive stat for you. Oh, yeah. Shengun, five for 12, one for one from three. Uh, 14 points, about five rebounds. That's a positive? Really? 
three steals too by the way oh okay that's a positive i'll talk more about that, this later that accounts for all their defense i get <laughs> <No, I'm kidding. laughs> uh but then the rockets took on the lakers in the first part of a back-to-back matchup so they're going to play again tomorrow but throughout this game the f- defensive intensity was definitely there i mean the rock you can reflect you can reflect on the score you'll see it scrap your play snap your rotations but they're they also rebounded the lakers by 12 which is pretty impressive because you know the lakers obviously have a lot more size Definitely. so I, I thought that was pretty good but all those efforts were neutralized by a 25 turnover night which made the game pretty much unwinnable from the start the rockets carved into the lead throughout the second half but it was too little too late final score was 95 85 another l another mm-hmm. one Carmelo Anthony but, came to life that night. Yeah, I mean, Carmelo's been playing well lately, but I mean, it's like if the best player on the court is Carmelo, you gotta you gotta have a better chance to win than that. He actually scored. He was actually the leading scorer that game too. I know, and we still lost. Yeah, that's not good. But yeah, going into stats, here we go. Jay Sean Tate, three for seven, uh, two blocks. One steal, six rebounds, all together for six points. That's that's a pretty. Uh, it's like a Draymond mean. Green stat line right there. I mean, you're 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 talking about scrapper defense, and if you don't yeah. want to talk about scrappy defense, that's that's Jay Shante. They, I don't know why you're surprised. I thought they played pretty well defensively that game. Like mm-hmm. it was an improvement. Mm-hmm. It was an improvement. Um, here's another thing. Uh, Christian Wood, 35 minutes of play, seven for 15, one from six from three. Not bad. Uh, one for seven from free throws. That's Who? another. Yeah. What? Christian Wood, yeah. What is going on? Mm. But 13 rebounds uh, and 16 points. Uh, KPJ, 13 points on 6 for 13, 1 for 5 from 3. Turnovers? 9 rebounds. Oh, God. Again? How many? Six turnovers, dude. Yikes. Here's another yikes for you. Um, Jalen Green, 2 for 8, 0 for 4 from 3, 3 for 6 from the free throws. He has 5 rebounds, 5 assists four turnovers and he ends the night with seven points so you want the advanced stats you want to hear them go for it man i saw the 25 turnovers and i closed the window i didn't even look for anything i'm not gonna lie it hurt it really hurt to see it i I just didn't care commentators lakers commentators are going off rock has did another turnover (laughs) that's something i don't i don't blame him honestly I don't blame him. It was a it was a rough week. A you know rough who, week. You know who has class? The Rockets commentators. They don't trash other teams like that. No, they don't. They're fun. Ryan Hollins is he's getting better at it. Mm. I miss uh what was the other guy? Matt Bullard. I liked him a little bit more. But uh yeah, rough week. So let's get into it. What what grade do you give him, Mustafa? What grade? What grade? C minus. C minus? Yeah. Yeah, it's close to mine. But here let me let me tell you why obviously turnovers that's a huge issue i don't know what's going on like hold on to the ball no i'm kidding this is a lot harder than that but i feel like kpj should have you know should definitely you know work on his handles a bit more to you know stop getting a little bit out of his reach and then defenders see that jump on it fast break and then another and then it just adds on to the deficit um too much switching there's way too much switching going on you think so? I think so. I think there were a couple times in the Jazz game J- Jalen Green was on was somehow on Rudy Gobert. Or and um Jay Shante, I feel like he can hold his own, but just barely. Yeah. But um not like throughout the whole course of the mm-hmm, game. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Switching is definitely 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 an issue an issue. Um lack of hustle on the boards, to be honest too. Besides the Lakers game. Mm-hmm, yeah. Aside from that. Um and then again, a lot of shooting issues. 
a lot. There, you, you, um, you mentioned uh, the the. Um, I'm sorry. Some what was the stat from the Mavericks game when they weren't able to shoot? Um, I think you're referring to that five minute scoring drought. Oh yeah, yeah. See, that's an issue for sure. Yeah, and that was like more turnovers than not, but yeah. Shooting, also, shooting is definitely an issue. Shot selection, I think, is you the think problem. You think that's the issue? With I think that's what it is in general. Like, because they don't really have no offense, they don't really have a true point guard, so they they're not getting quality shots. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they're not really getting quality shots. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah. But again, with their shooting issues, that can be solved by giving more minutes to a few players that are certified snipers on that team. True. But we'll get into we more have of that. some. We'll get we have into some more of that later. Um, I mean, how would you grade the Rockets? D plus, mm-hmm. being being generous too. Um, so I'm gonna give you some stats. Mm-hmm. You ready for these? Yeah. From this is for the week. Mm-hmm. So for these couple games, dead last in offense, 94 points a game, dead last in field goals made. Okay. Here's the bright side. Second to last in field goal percentage. Second to last in three point percentage. Turnovers, assists. Who's last? OKC. Uh, I think it was different for each category. I didn't oh, even care to check. Right. I'm like, that's, that's fine. I mean, we were dead last in general, honestly. Uh, but statistically, they were awful. I think visually, though, like they looked a bit better. Like they were more into the game, a little bit less lost out there. Like they weren't just like completely new to the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, looked more like an NBA team. One positive is that they were first in pace for the for the week, right? But I think that this might be what's bringing them back a little bit. Honestly, I feel like that's what's causing this many turnovers. Is like pushing the ball when you don't really need to. Maybe like taking bad shots early in the shot clock, mm-hmm. right? Um, leading to turnovers, leading to fast break opportunities, especially those missed layups. But um, you know, I suggest that maybe we slow it down and get Christian Wood more touches in the paint. I feel like that's what's going to help the team a little bit. Because who's the best player on the Rockets? Christian Wood. He's not getting enough touches, in my opinion. He really isn't because they're playing so fast that they're not giving him that many opportunities to like get in there and and kind of post up. Especially like when you play fast, that's it's hard to do because it slows down the game. So yep, that's that's my input on it. Mm-hmm. Um, player performance to take note of, none, <laughs> like literally none. I I I try to find one. I think you try to find one. We couldn't find one. So forget about it. We should take performance of the opposing team. Shout out to Carmelo Anthony. No, I'm kidding. Honestly, former, former you want to fill the time Rockets up? Legend. <laughs> hey, bro, if you want to fill the time up with that, that's cool with me. Honestly. <laughs> Uh, but let's get into the Rockets of the week. So for me, I think the only bright side on the roster last week was Eric Gordon. I like Eric Gordon. Yeah. I feel like he's definitely Old reliable. Right? Old reliable. Like, that's the perfect nickname for him. He knows his job, and he's doing it. He's yeah. just chilling in the meantime. He's like, you want me to come off the bench? All right, fine. Bang. You want me to start? Cool. I don't care. Mm. <laughs> you want me to not play? <laughs> Couldn't care less. It's all good with me, coach. <laughs> all good with me, coach. Uh, bad losses aside, he played his role extremely well last week. He's still doing his thing, moving without the ball, taking advantage of screen plays, and the stats really back him up. So last week he averaged 15.7 on 48% from the field, 57% from three, 81% from the line. Mm. 57% from the three-point line for a volume three-point shooter is pretty impressive. Put him back in the three-point contest. Right, and he won it that yeah, year. Yeah. That was That was dope. So, yeah, he's been playing a steady 27 minutes. And, you know, throughout all the blowouts this week, his plus minus was positive five, which is, again, like insane to me. And um, to me, like he's the only veteran on the team that has a positive impact right now. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, what, who, about, what about Nawaba? Okay, yeah, I guess. If Nawaba counts as, he's below 30, ain't he? It's like, 
I mean, yeah, but here's the thing with Nwaba. Like, like seasoned veterans. Like we're talking Augustine, Gordon, maybe Daniel Tice. How old is Augustine? I thought Augustine's I like think Daniel Tice 30. is in his fifth year. Fifth year. Okay. Yeah, he's only twenty nine. Yeah, like, but Actually, he's, I don't even know with context to the Rockets, he's pretty old. I don't know. I don't. It's just to me like he's he's the only guy on the on the team that you would say is like a positive veteran. Everybody else is holding him back. I don't know. I feel like Nawaba has. I here's the thing. With, he's played pretty good minutes. But here's the thing with Nawaba. I feel like his biggest impact comes off the court. A lot of the a lot of the young players on the team have definitely been, um, you know, calling out Nawaba for his like ability to, um, you know, be a good mentor. And for his, like, um, you know, for the chemistry that's going on between the teams. So I feel that that's where Nawabas comes in. And then on top of that, he really hustles out there on defense when whenever they're playing. I saw a lot of it in the Lakers game. But, um, you know, I guess, like, what we need more now more than ever is, you know, shooting offense. Yeah. Especially when the uh, when KPJ and Jalen Green are barely cracking 10. Barely. Barely. On, on higher shot volume, too. Like, they're, they're, they're hoarding all the shots. Russell Westbrook type of fish. Yeah. And that's terrible. That's bad. I really, it's I, not good. Mm-mm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me, let me pull up um, Westbrook's stats from the... Um, you were wrong. Here's, here's you were wrong. Here he is. Nine for 22. Yeah. Two for four from three. But remember what you said? What? You said that Jalen Green was going to outscore him on better efficiency, and none of that happened. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Okay, I don't want to hear the rest of the stats. Give me your player of the week. All right. I didn't know. Uh, well, I, I went with Alper and Shengun. Okay. I really like this guy. He's one. He's hustling on defense and making moves. Um, there's this one time where he caused a turnover, but he, he hustled back. He, caught, he, he, um, he got back the ball, and it led to some points. I think it was in the Mavericks game, I think, or maybe it was the last week. I don't remember. Um, and here's a fun stat. Rookie leader in steals with two and a half per game. He impressive. Had, yeah. Very impressive. Looking this past week, he had three steals against the Jazz, um, two against the Mavs, and again three against the Lakers. I, I think mean, I think he, I think what he's doing is like anytime he can get the ball and have an opportunity to score points, it's much needed by this team. Right, like a lot. Looks again. We, I talked about it last week. They look more fluid. Mm-hmm. And then here's another thing: he's developing that three-point shot. Uh, you know, early on he was really struggling into it. The Dallas game was what the fourth or the fifth game in the season. I think it's the fifth. Yeah, yeah. Five games in, he makes his first three, and and he's playing as a center too. So that's that's really something. And then the only drawback is for him that I see, in my opinion, is the amount of fall fouls he causes, and in, that's around four per game. And a lot of vets are definitely seeing this, and they definitely took advantage of it. Case in the point, Kyle Lowry when we played against the Heat, he definitely took advantage of it. Um, but and here's another thing. Rockets' strong suit is developing centers. I don't know what happens, but anytime we have a young center, we we draft him, they're going to build him, and they're going to make him the best they can be. Case in point, my boy, Clint Capella. What about Samuel D'Alembert? Who? Exactly. My point, exactly. No, I'm playing. No, I'm playing. Keep going, keep going. I was just kidding. It's just like a... OG Rockets joke. Oh, okay. Well, fair point. But then um, I I just like Alperen Shingun. He's really young. He's only nineteen, but he's still playing pretty good. I think it's gonna you know definitely gonna um there's the ceiling is really high for him, especially oh, yeah. with his playmaking. Oh yeah. But um here's a fun here's a fun fact about um Alperen Shingun. Obviously his English is terrible. 
It's not that bad. It's pretty bad. Like, um, Rockets had to get a translator for all from Shingun. Well, I mean, but here's the yeah. thing. Um, Shingun's um, translator is basically, um, you know, some guy who, like, somebody's been helping him while he was playing in Turkey. He came over here to help all from Shingun. Uh, and I think it's working. Um, here's um, here's his, uh, here's his uh, translation name. Orhun Gungren. And Orhun Gungren himself is, like, a former basketball player in Turkey. Um, I think he met, like, the story goes, like, he met Alperen Shingun um, um, in a basketball camp. And, you know, when Shingun got drafted, he came with him. And he's, I think he's actually behind the bench, too, during the games. I haven't seen him, but, like, I think he's there. Because, you know, when you need someone to translate to help you get, to get the message across, that's Alperen Shingun. I think they have a team hired um, translator for that. Yeah, that's Gungren. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. my bad. My and bad. then here's what uh, uh, Coach Salas says. It's great to have OG with us behind the bench. There are times I'll tell LP something, and he'll kind of look, and then OG translate it in basketball because he knows basketball. The language is one part. The language part is one thing, but the basketball part is another. Definitely. And he's able to do both. Especially across mm-hmm. to completely different languages mm-hmm. in terms of origin and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah. So all in all, I like Alperen Shingun. I, I really have high hopes for him. I do too. And, and he's Muslim. Yeah, love yes. the Turkish, Mashallah. Love, the, love the Muslim representation. Mashallah. But um, moving on, Usman Garuba and Kenyon Martin Jr. and you know, on on to an extent, Armani Brooks have a significant lack of minutes. What the hell is going on there? Why are you so mad? Calm why down. am I so mad? Yeah, let tell me tell him. you why I'm so mad. First, these minutes are going to the trash man himself. Tice. No, Daniel House. Well, Tice is another thing. Yeah, I think we have a step. <laughs> um, wait. Wish I should have put that in there. We should have talked about whether Ty should come off the bench and let um, Alperen Shingun start. Well, we'll save we'll save for next week. Yeah, I'll save for next week. Why is the playing time for Kenyon Martin Jr., Osman Garuba, and um, Armani Brooks, Josh Christopher, going to Daniel House? What's going on there? Especially like that fourth quarter against the Lakers, Mm -hmm. we were doing our thing with Mm -hmm. them on the court. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kenyon Martin Jr., he definitely earned his minutes from the last season. And from how House was playing this season, five games in, the coach still doesn't sub him out. Just like, all right, you're on the bench, my guy. You're not doing good. And put Kenyon Martin Jr. up? What's going on there? What does Coach Silas see in Daniel House? I don't know what he sees in Daniel House. I don't know House. either. I don't know. Kenyon Martin Jr., definitely, one, he's a true professional. He didn't he didn't complain. He's like, when my time comes, I'm going to make the most of it. And he definitely has. Yes, yes. He's going to make the most of it coming forward, too. When Daniel House comes back, I don't think he should be getting any minutes at all. If anything, what, like three in garbage time? Maybe. Kenyon Martin has been playing really well with House out. out. Like, he's, he's been balling. Without a doubt. They and played then, better with mm-hmm, him in mm-hmm, that position. Mm-hmm. And then here's another thing. What's going on with Usman Garuba? I've, I haven't seen a lot of playing time from him. He's a liability offensively. Well, yeah, he's a liability, but here's the thing. Either pl- playing him in the garbage minutes and at the end of each um, quarter or at the end of each half, and let him you know find his find his move from there, or you know send him to the G League to develop. What's going on? Why do you still have him on the team? G League is great for developing. I, I wish I wish the they point. would I wish they would just send him to G League. There really isn't any fit for him right now, based on how they want to play mm-hmm. and based on how poor they're already performing offensively. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, think dead he- last in offense is not something I expected. Mm-hmm. And they're not even playing Garuba yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's going to help. He has potential, but like, he has I don't potential. know what's going on. I don't and then here's another issue. Yeah. Armani Brooks isn't getting any, is barely getting that's, any. That, I think, is the biggest problem. 
one, we have shooting issues. Yep. Armani Brooks is a certified sniper. Why isn't he getting those minutes? Defense, maybe? I don't know. I mean, I, I think know. that is an issue for sure, but... I think his, his his defensive rating for the preseason was pretty poor, but I don't know. Maybe you got to start taking risks with the mm-hmm. uh, one and six start because mm-hmm. what they're doing right now isn't working. You have so many young players on this team, and you know the next few seasons are going to be a losing season. What the, What's Daniel House going to do? Their approach, remember, their approach was to have some sort of veteran presence within the lineup so mm-hmm. that they can learn and develop quicker. I don't, personally, I don't think Daniel House has any positive presence on this team. He needs to get off in the court. Yeah, I agree. And go back in the studio, <laughs> make make those make those dumb make his dumb songs. His songs aren't good at all. Hey, bro, chill out. I'm not. I'm, I'm chilling. This is not. A, this is not a music oriented show. I know. I know good music. All right. I listen to. I listen to Frank Ocean. <laughs> That's <laughs> a joke. I I listen to Coog Radio. <laughs> <laughs> but twenty four seven. His songs are bad. I think so, like when he first when he released a song like in the in the bubble. People are in the comments were just telling him, hey, man, go back in the gym. What are you doing? Damn. <laughs> it's, it was hey, pretty funny. Kawhi Leonard came out with an album, too. I haven't listened to it yet, though. I'd rather listen to Kawhi Leonard. What's it going to be? Like? Damn, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't really that's talk. I have yet to hear him He's talk. trying to express himself. I mean, if he wants to express himself, go for it. I like Kawhi Leonard. He's a fun guy. One more thing before we move on to around association. So what what do you think of Silas so far, honestly? Honestly. Uh, about coaching, like I, I have no idea what's going on in his head at all. One, like my biggest gripe with him, like my biggest issue is like why can't why Kenyon Martin Jr. isn't getting any minutes? Why Armani Brooks isn't getting minutes? Why why does he keep sticking with Daniel House when obviously that's not working at all? Why is DJ Augustine getting minutes? I mean, I mean, you gotta have a backup point guard at some point. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Yeah, he's not that good. I don't know, honestly um there's a lot it's like the biggest buzz online is the lineups mm-hmm. like everyone's complaining about the lineups you're not you're not in by yourself in that boat i mean if the players like him as a coach i think even james harden said coach Silas is a great coach i just wanted to get out of there i, I i'm still giving him the benefit of the doubt these next few seasons obviously we're in a rebuild mode it's going to take a while to get us going good but um Mm. Questionable decisions is the main Questionable level of decisions is my main concern here. Yeah, I, what I'm surprised about is KBJ's development. I thought having Silas as the coach would, you know, you know, he's he's worked with Luca, he's worked with Harden, blah blah blah. But you know, I thought maybe KPJ would take it to the next level this season as like a you know a two way playmaker. I thought know, he'd be averaging passing. close to twenty every game. Right, right. Like he's barely cracking it. Right. He's yet to have like a blowout game like Jalen Green has had. Not really. Yeah, he hasn't. It just hasn't performed. And that's upsetting because he's the guy I'm rooting for the most. And so, yeah, that's that's really my, my concern is, is Silas even having a positive impact on KBJ? Because I feel like he's regressed so far. I know it's only seven games, but it hasn't been a good start for him. And the offense doesn't look like it revolves around him. I don't think it revolves around anyone. You're, I think you're right there. It's just, it, just, it kind of just, you know, kind of like loose. Mm-hmm. There's not really like a set identity. And... That, for me, is a level of concern for the rest of the season. But maybe it's part of the development. I don't know. Maybe they're just testing stuff out. They know they're going to lose a lot of games this season, so they're just playing around with lineups until they figure something out. But I think based on the games and based on visually what we've seen in the, not in practice, but just on the court, some of these lineups just don't make sense. Mm-hmm. They don't. So that's, but that's my concern. But let's take it around the association. We're done being miserable. 
uh, about the Rockets. So last week we had a segment talking about uh, whether or not some of these teams have gotten off to a hot start, whether or not they're contenders or pretenders. And the main one, obviously, is right now is the Bulls. I like them. Number one in attendance this season. So there's a lot of buzz around the Bulls. So tell me, what's up? Was your take correct? I'm, it's definitely correct. You guy. said they were contenders, they right? They are contenders. Yeah. Um, here's, um, since last Monday, their record's gone 5-1. to one. Um, Who did we say their, their, game, their, their test game was? Like the game that would really test them? The Knicks and the Jazz. Yep, yep, yep. Jazz for sure, especially because Jazz are definitely mm, yeah. they're definitely good regular season yep. team. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: uh, they're, the Bulls' record right now is five to one after their loss to, to the Knicks. But you know that that didn't stop them. They bounce back the next game against the Jazz. Um, let me pull up their scores. Uh, here we go: Bulls versus Knicks. Uh, it was it was it was a, it was a really close one, one hundred four to one hundred three. It was a close game. That was a close very good game, game as well. Mm-hmm. Fun game, all in all. But here's um, and then they're like, all right, moving on to the next one. Saturday, ninety nine to one hundred seven by the Bulls. Bulls, Bulls took care of business. Bulls definitely took. Mm, that's that's the way to say it. They're definitely contenders. If this is just the start of the season, I hope they can continue it and not you know implode like the Timberwolves did. I think they add an interesting dynamic to the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, against the Jazz, DeRozan, Levine, and Vucevic combined for f- 74 of the 107 points scored. And it was a, it was a standout game for um, DeMar DeRozan himself. He got 32. Uh, Vucevic got 16. And Levine got 26. Second best shooting guard is Zach Levine right now in the league, mm-hmm. by the way. What is he, like 29 too? He's he's in his prime. I'll tell you that much. He is a he's twenty six. He, he is a he's three twenty six years old. He is a three level scorer, and kind of like Zach. I mean, not kind of like not Zach Levine. Kind of like uh, Randall. He took a big leap, randomly. Mm-hmm. Like he went from like just an athletic slasher to like a three level scorer. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But um yeah, and then DeRozan, and then here's a fun uh, fun stat line: DeRozan, Levine, and Vucevic all scored more than twenty against New York too. So their identity is formed. Yeah, they know they know who their first option, second option, mm-hmm. third option is. Mm-hmm. Unlike another team, mm-hmm. Bulls are <laughs> definitely a team to watch in the East, and I think they're going to go far in the postseason. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you right now. I'm How far? Out. Conference finals. Really? Conference finals is like best case scenario. Okay. More realistic, I'd say one step before the conference finals. Okay. No, I can see that honestly, mm-hmm. based on how they've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The Knicks are definitely that one team that will hold them back from getting there. Because I feel like my prediction, based on the records and based on their schedules, is that they'll play against each other in the playoffs mm-hmm. some in some sort of way. But I, I agree. I think they are contenders, mm-hmm. especially in an Eastern Conference that isn't that deep. What's up? Oh, nothing. I was going to ask for, for, your, for your team, contender or pretender. So I said the Wizards were contenders somewhat because Bradley Beal seems like he finally has help. And what's funny is that, okay, yeah, I was right, kind of. Uh, Beal has been struggling. He has actually not played that well. He's taken a lot of shots and not scored at all. <laughs> so uh, with all that, they're still 5-1. and one. And this last week, they beat the Celtics. They beat the Hawks convincingly. And then they lost to the Hawks, I mean, to the Nets by 14 on a night where they really couldn't buy a bucket. So it's ex- not excusable, but like, okay, like, they are a you know a well-run machine 
and they definitely have really good defense which is impressive considering their personnel but not really that surprising given they have Matres Harold uh newly formed Kyle Kuzma who figured out how to rebound and play defense <laughs> uh and you know Spencer Dinwiddie who is also a lockdown perimeter player so not that surprising so mm-hmm. I think it's just very interesting and they're missing one player too Rui Hachimura yep another uh, defensive piece but um I think I've been I've been reading about this a little bit um Rui Hachimura I think he's been away from the team for a while I think he's, um what the team said is like they're aiming for a late November December return but um I think he's going through like some mental health issues at the moment. I think he didn't. That's why he didn't show up to training camp, and I guess it's persisting too. I hope he's okay. I I think he is okay because like um the team the team reps or team PR people have been saying he's going to he's doing he's not you know practicing with the team. He's going to like his own private private sessions that night, so he's still getting those reps and he's still developing as a player. So one, I respect his work work ethic with, and I really respect him for you know recognizing that mental health is an issue. And he's, um, you know, taking care of himself while, you know, uh, making sure that when he returns, ultimately he's going to be good to go with the rest of the team. And he will be a positive impact. Without I know him, you will because mm-hmm. he's, he's a great player, great mm-hmm. defensive piece. So they're only going to get better. There's a lot of room for improvement. There are la- they are last in player movement, ball movement in the league just based on NBA's measurements, which is crazy. And they're still third in the East right now. So very interesting team. I don't know what's going to happen. I personally believe they are a contender. But we shall see. We shall see. Let's get into the next segment. So but here's something. Mustafa um, about to speak some facts. About to go off. But, um, about to go off. Go for it. Inesh Cantor. I really respect him as a player even more now. One, I definitely liked him because, you know, he's a solid Muslim player. Um, in Portland in the bubble, I think he was actually fasting while he was playing too. Or actually not in the bubble, maybe a season before that. He was fasting while he was in the playoffs and he didn't let that stop him. He kept going at it. And um, I, I respect them. It's great to see Muslim players in the league and, you know, being upfront about their religion, about what they're doing and everything. But here's the thing about Yunus Kanter. He is one of the best player, one of the best activists in the league at this moment. One, he definitely stood up for, um, you know, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter when, the, when the whole movement was going um, in full force, um, I think, last year. 2020 2020 yeah and when he was uh, he's um he was he was on the ground uh with the protesters and he was all he's you know he's making himself hard he's you know definitely showing support so one that's great and he's he's a really respectable player respectable person but here's another thing he's already stood up to one dictator in turkey but now he's going off and doing it to china uh with xi jinping um he has you know he's 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 He's, he has so he's been making a lot of comments, a lot of Twitter posts calling out China, their government, the the their PM or I think a pre- president actually, the president Xi Jinping, and the genocide that they're committing against the Uyghur population, and I really respect him for it because one obviously the NBA has a huge investment in China, and when Daryl Morey um, did that tweet where he said um, where he was in support of Hong Kong, you know what happened? Rockets game started stopped. Stop being broadcasting in China. There's a whole a whole lot of fallout in the league. LeBron James himself said, "Um, I think he should be more informed about what he's saying." When you know what, Daryl Morey was fully informed of what he was saying. And one, he doesn't care about the profits down the line. He knows what's right and what's wrong, and he spoke for it. And Inesh Cantor is doing the same thing on the team. 
one, the Rockets games are already, um, they're not being broadcasted in China as, at all. And now the Celtics games aren't being broadcasted in China because of um, Enish Cantor's comments. I guess, uh, I think this, when this all started, like when he started, um, he was wearing different customized shoes that um, called out what was going on in China. There was one where it was like a brick wall that said, um, stop, Uyghur, stop the Uyghurs genocide or stop China. And then there was another one where it's like, apparently the, the president of China, Xi Jinping, he has this thing where it's like, you can't compare him to Winnie the Pooh. So like one of them was like, you know, you know how, how players hold the ball and they hold it tightly and they're flexing on the muscles. Yeah. One of it, one of, one of, one of, uh, Inish Cantor's shoes was, um, him doing that, but with like the head of Winnie the Pooh. So that was pretty fun. Clever. But clever. Here's another thing. He's, he's one, he's, 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 he's showing support, um, on the court, off the court, on Twitter. He's, he's adding everyone. He added LeBron James. He added Nike. He added NBA about the whole thing going on in china one i very very unspoken about like in around the league and it's kind of hypocritical and here's the thing is because what they're trying to do is they're trying to protect protect their investment in china right and i get it but ultimately the end of the day it comes down to morals and ethics and what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong but um inish cantor is like he won he knows it and he's speaking out about it and i really respect him for it the whole nbpa contradicts their beliefs when they stay silent about those issues in particular mm-hmm. maybe not um Cantor's own country but china mm-hmm. is a big one and so i think you you make some awesome points it is again it isn't spoken about enough but i'll tell you what it's going to stay that way because it's definitely going to stay ultimately that way. they want to protect their money they want to protect James their money and, and i really and i really lost everyone everyone's about their own interests that's just mm-hmm. the reality of the world that's you know what i mean that's just how humans think mm-hmm. so nobody's really consistent mm-hmm. but i'll tell you what Cantor, he's one of the few, few special individuals that mm-hmm. stays consistent he's a great activist in the league and he doesn't waver at all despite threats to his family and against him he's never been to turkey since he left yeah He's, he can't go into that country at he's, all. He's the truth. He's mm-hmm. the truth. He's a great Muslim player in the league, in my opinion. I really respect and admire him for it. I think he's, um, you know, he reminds me a lot of, you know, the activism that... Michael Kareem, Jordan? No, no, no. The activism <laughs> that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did. Oh, yeah. And with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one, he's um, he changed, he converted to Islam. And that was another thing. But here's another thing. When he was in UCLA, that was when the whole LA riots were going on. And then when he was playing in L.A., that um, racial tension still existed and still persisted. And on top of that, on top of being black, he's like, you know what? Now I'm Muslim. And he's still so strong and he's still unwavering. Yeah. No, he's an important part of NBA history mm-hmm. um, in terms of impacting how the, the game evolved, of how the whole league socially and politically evolved, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely some, some strong stuff, Mustafa. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. I like Inish Kanter, man. Oh, yeah. I respect him so much for this. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. He's one of the more consistent guys in the league. Mm-hmm. So, hell yeah. Um, but on to a lighter note. Um, talking about what's next for the Rockets. More depression, I guess. I guess. Here's a five-game five road trip starting yesterday. Lakers on November 2nd on Tuesday. One. Obviously, that was the immediate out. But here's the rest of the road trip. Sunday's on November 4th, Thursday. Warriors on November 6th on Saturday. And then Nuggets on November 6th on Sunday. 7th. Yep. Predictions, <laughs> predictions on the road trip. Uh, what, like the record? Yep. 0-4. Oh and 4 Without a doubt. The only God. game I think they could pull off would be the Suns. I don't know. Honestly. 
Chris, I think they definitely want to come back in the finals, and I think they're playing with a vengeance. The most important game of the week for me is going to be tomorrow against the Lakers because I want to see what adjustments Silas makes. How do they play differently against a team that they went against a couple days ago? Mm-hmm. For me, that's a huge measurement, a huge benchmark of what he's doing. I'm not putting Silas under the hot seat, but mm-hmm. we haven't seen much of Silas. We've completely excused last season. You know, it's a different... You know, different ball game when you go from Westbrook and Harden to like basically a tanking season. So forget about last season. But I want to see what Silas does in a situation where he can make immediate micro adjustments and they can play better. Mm-hmm. It's a very important game to me. But they still go 0 4. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, man. These yeah. are all top teams in the league. Not all the top teams, but most of them. I think, again, like the Suns, just because they're smaller in size, they could maybe pull that off. But it's it's a it's a tough road trip this is like the the maturity moment where they gotta like go through it all i have Definitely. a strong feeling they'll choke against the suns it's like in that matter nah, i don't think they mm, i don't think they're gonna be in a situation where they choke mm. i think i think it's just gonna be straight up bullied <laughs> but i don't know I don't know, man. It's it's tough times for for the Rockets, but we got the Astros at least. You know, got my Astros jacket on. You know, rocking it. Hell yeah, man. Wait, wait. Honestly, tomorrow, are you watching the Lakers game? Or are you watching the Astros game? I'm watching the Lakers game. I don't know, man. I just can't watch baseball. It's pretty boring to me. Really? I support the Astros. I'll follow along the box score and everything, but um, watching the game is pretty boring. It's very static, you know. Yeah. It's not a lot going on. Postseason baseball for me is so fun. I don't know. I like it. Very intense. If you understand the game, it's pretty fun. But I get it. You you let me know how the how how the Rockets play tomorrow. I'll I'll I'll, I'll watch it on the side. But I got you, homie. <laughs> but before we go, what what was your record prediction? I forgot to ask. Five for oh. No, I'm kidding. Oh Hell no. Oh for four. Over oh four too. Oh okay. four four. So we're on the same page. At this rate, I don't I don't even know if we'll crack ten games, dude. What do you mean? For the final, for the final record, overall. What ten? You don't think we'll win ten? I don't know, man. I, I think, think I, I think with great difficulty they'll be managed to crack ten. I think but they'll unless, win a little bit more at the end of the until, season. Until I see, I want to see a dub at least once in the month of November. Yeah, they they can. I'm. I think they have a home game against the Pistons, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Kelly Olynyk's coming back. Hey, OG. I mean, he he played well in his time. I really liked him. I wish he stayed. Uh, they do have a home game against the 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 Pistons next, not in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I think they can win that one pretty easily, and then Cade will will prove that he's not the number one draft. I think Cade's injured, right? No, no, he he he's is he? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's why he hasn't been playing. I don't know. I've been Astros mode all week. I'm gonna be honest with you. But uh. You got anything else to add before we wrap it up today? Uh, nah, man. Uh, you bummed out. I'm pretty bummed out too. Talking about the Rockets is kind of, mm-hmm. it's kind of annoying. Oh, I know. Apparently, he's playing again. Um. Okay, good. October 30th was his first game. It looks like against the Magic, two point seven rebounds. Sheesh. In in twenty minutes. So. Sheesh. But um, we'll see. That we'll will see do it. Man. That's it for today. We appreciate you uh, tuning in. We this. will see you all next Monday again on KoogRadio.com, our generous, um, our generous sponsor and supporter no, I, and, and medium. Our, our medium, our uh, holy grail. 
I'd say our medium because that's what we're broadcasting through. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd be on a podcast that nobody would listen to. Exactly. At least now the people in Student Center North are forced to listen to us. They gave us a platform. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Have a great Monday. Go Astros. Go Rockets. Go Texans, I guess. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.